I'm actually surprised that nobody's talking about, well, at least not that many people are really talking about the tattoo he's got on his dick. Okay. Welcome to the New Music Podcast. We got your two regular jackoffs from upstate New York, and my name is Patrick. And I'm Kyle. What's up, guys? Got another very exciting week for you. Um, Goddamn. Like, this has just been a crazy, like, these past few weeks have just been craziness after craziness after craziness. But I do feel like things are starting to die down just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So I, I have to make mention that before we even open up this whole Amir um, diss track thing, I, I just got to start by saying, like, all the major headlines got this fucking wrong. Way wrong. Metal Sucks being namely one of the ones that did pretty much the worst job on this story. Because um, it's not really a diss track. It's um, a creative way of throwing band names into a song or at least that's how i interpreted it i would hope that most other people who heard it thought the same thing i mean i can see it as a call out i can through the lyrics i can but so let's uh let's get into it so that we can actually because you have a metal sucks article and i have a metal injection article i also have a prp article which is um the one that i feel kind of got this story right so Oh, God. They really start the article by saying Frankie Palomari made a funny with I've seen God. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, we do see what he did there. As you may have guessed, the track seems to be more about scene music. Yeah. There, there's even a part where Frankie raps referencing to various scene bands like Attila, Thy Art is Murder, Straight from the Path, Knocked Loose, and Stick to Your Guns. <sighs> say you stick to your guns but you stray from the path not a killer like Attila um, when you feel my fucking wrath broken teeth get knocked loose when I get nasty murder thy art when I'm stepping on the track nails in the coffin ice in my vein pass me the crown so fit for a king um, I just I don't see what part of this is like actually dissing on well, any of these na- on any of these bands. They didn't finish it. <laughs> they didn't fin- Oh, there it is. Yeah, right there. Um see you can be next. Yeah, you can be the one, but you'll never be me, so you'll never be God. Yeah, that that's I was like, okay, so they're just not going to finish that. All right, cool. <laughs> I get I get how this part seems like a diss track. I just I don't really personally I don't but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, I personally, I mean, if you're going to call out a bunch of people, I mean, he's not dissing them per se, mm-hmm. but he's like, he's basically saying you'll never be me, basically. Basically. And you know what? I think that there's um, a healthy dose of hedonism seeped into uh this right here because he does he definitely especially after hearing um flag of the beast you know yeah. stuff like that i get that like hedonistic 
borderline satanic philosophy. Um, I kind of, I can see that where you kind of have to worship yourself to a certain degree, but I feel like his level of, um, I guess, um, ego is somewhat healthy. I don't see his ego, not as of late. As of late, I would say his ego is somewhat healthy. I think in the past, he had an unhealthy dose of, of ego. That's very apparent in both his music and his actions in the scene. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't say anything racist, though. So I guess that's a good point that Metal Sucks makes. Jesus fucking Christ. I love how we had to make that apparent. Well, I mean, it's sad that that's just the way that the world is right now. Oh, God. I really, I really like don't want to fuck with this in so many ways, but of Mice and Men issue a statement on Austin Carlisle um, allegations and it's updated. So this is, this is newer than what we talked about last week. So um, alternative press founder, Mike Shea, I think that's his name, uh, Shea. I don't want to say Shea. Yeah. I'm gonna call, uh, yeah, I should see Shea. Yeah. Um. He came forward with the following statement as to when they or why they did not publish the story they had been investigating regarding allegations against Austin Carlisle. Speaking via Alternative Press tonight, June 10th, Shea said, oh boy, here we go. You see this? <laughs> Fucking kill me. All right. All right, Kyle, give me a beat. I'm going to try to scream. I'm going to try to scream this as quick as I can. I'm not giving you a beat. <laughs> All right. Here we go. First, I wanted to sincerely apologize to the survivors who felt silenced by us in regard to the allegations made against Austin Carlisle. Great start. Great start. Yeah. Are my <laughs> neighbors kid. out there? Oh, that's, that's not my neighbor. kid. That's my neighbors. I thought that was your neighbor <laughs> or your kid. Um, okay, so um, long story short, because the windows in my bedroom, um, and there's the backyard right there. My windows are in my bedroom are right. I everything out there is amplified and brought all that sound is brought straight into my bedroom. Not much I can do about that unless I actually want to like put up uh, wall dividers over the windows. There's just no way. Uh, moving on. I would. Uh, um, I wish I could say something to make the pain from abuse go away. And while I realize that my words might come up short for some, it is my hope that you and the survivors can take comfort in the actions we are taking to enact change. Also, I think it's time for a change. Okay. In light of recent <laughs> events um, in current, <laughs> and in the current state of culture, we are uh, going to introduce some new faces to the world effective immediately. I'm pleased to announce the new editor-in-chief, Paige Owens. Okay, let's get past that. We're not even talking about the issue at hand right anymore. We, Finally, we, allow we me need, to sincerely we apologize. <laughs> we, need, we need that part. Okay, right where it says, okay. We would, okay, then it's, we would also like to tell our readers, no, skip that. The Austin Carlisle story, here we go, was never kept under wraps. It was not published because we could not check all the boxes we, as journalists, must check. Huh, in Journalistic integrity, that's a thing. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. That's good on them because they definitely made some uh, bad allegations in the past. Questionable. Yeah. 
Um, during the period that the allegations surfaced and the investigation began, accusations and scenarios came to light. From the information that we have been able to review, these claims were not verifiable by sources or though official legal documentation. You know, formal complaints, police reports, uh, witnesses, etc. In addition to, in addition, some of the inv- individuals we spoke to had changed their position on the story or involvement for a variety of reasons. At several points during the investigation, additional sources were willing to go on record to corroborate events went silent. Okay, so some of these people decided to completely just pull out of the whole story. I wonder why. Um, So there were canceled interviews and stopped responding to our follow-ups. There were also people who refused to talk to us at the time who are now saying online they were never approached. Interesting. Uh, Continue. (laughs) Just continue. Ultimately, we realized that perhaps reliving the situation could cause painful feelings for survivors, and that's why they could no longer participate. We must navigate the old world of traditional media and also the new world of social media. The former is the time-tested world of journalistic due diligence, where things are investigated and vetted thoroughly, and the latter, social media, where media companies can can be thrust into having to make an instantaneous judgment in the span of a URL. That's very true, though. I mean, yeah, it's very true, but it's like, that's just media and the internet. You know what I mean? Anybody with an opinion can go to Twitter and tell the whole Anybody with an opinion anywhere can go anywhere. It doesn't have to be on the internet. Specifically on Twitter, you can reach uh, celebrities very effortlessly. And for that, actually, that's how it works on Twitter. That's actually the next line. Um, But not in journalism. We choose to not be one of those sites, regardless if it didn't give immediate satisfaction to our online community and opened ourselves to charges of not caring, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um. I mean, at least we're, we're making sense so far. This isn't a complete bullshit article or statement at this point. Yeah. Oh, God, I got my face. That's what she said. You're right. That is what she said. Good. That's what she should be saying. <laughs> hey. You know, in, in light of uh, what we're talking about here, I should probably keep those types of comments to myself. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna clean my glasses now. Continue. <laughs> I fucking hate having glasses. Uh, I'll I'll be there in another five ten years. <laughs> I'll be having bifocals by next year. <laughs> you can't see shit. Bitches will be getting high just off of wearing your glasses. You lagged like a shit ton. I didn't I, hear your insult, so fuck you. <laughs> you'd be, I, all I said was you'd be able to get bitches high just by having them put on your glasses. That's facts. Or a like, migraine, whichever one you want. I have, I have put on people's glasses before that had like some serious thick lenses, and I felt like I was on a whole other planet. Like I, I need thicker. That's the problem. 
as much well on, as much as I yeah I mean facts but um <laughs> um yeah I definitely need thicker glasses but it's not like bothering me to a point where oh my god I need new glasses my glasses I can't see without my glasses all right Velma chill hold on I need I need to stop imagining you as Velma for a hot second fuck off dude. <laughs> Can you just give me one jinkies? Fuck off. Continue <laughs> with the fucking article. All right. So it doesn't mean that these allegations shouldn't be taken seriously or that they are not true or that the survivors should not be heard. When investigating serious criminal allegations, things such as police reports, documentation, witnesses who will go on record to corroborate the accusation of others and Industry people who go silent to protect their reputations can make the process difficult. And I, that, that kind of, all that shit kind of goes without saying, to be completely honest. Um, despite what we wish were simply open and closed cases, there are many times a lot of gray areas. All right, moving on. Um, it doesn't mean that the allegations against Austin Carlisle are not true. Simply put, we didn't know all the truth, so we couldn't tell all the truth. We couldn't get full cooperation from enough witnesses at the time to get the truth. They're, they're just, they're basically saying they don't want to be another daily mail um, or another Buzzfeed. Who's just going to put up a quick article or a TMZ. Yeah. Like I, I get it. I get where you guys are coming from now. Can we actually get yeah. to the part where you guys actually open up some details? Like that's all I really want is like some details. That's um, all of us are waiting for because right. especially me. Because I understand like, like we should all be kind of patient and not completely bombard these guys with, Hey, where are you with this Austin Carlisle case? Yeah. Do we need to get um motherfucker from the Onision? Um, who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but uh, Onision is a piece of shit. But. Leave him alone. He's investigating Davi Vanity, an actual piece of oh shit. Oh my right god. Now. Fucking Christ. It's we, funny. We I talk about him sh- all the time. That's the worst part. What? We talk about him all the time. That's the worst uh, part. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um Well, I, I'm honestly kind of surprised that that case has gone as far as it has. And hopefully when the Davi Vanity case is over and done with which I cannot wait to see the end of that. Um, hopefully Seriously. we can get him on this. You know, that's assuming that this case is still open at that point. Yeah. Um, man, it'd be really, it, it's really weird that we're going to have a, basically like a journalist who specifically goes after uh, musicians or celebrities within internet culture. Yeah. Anyway, as a result of our own lessons that we've learned over the past 48 hours and current events, we've been reevaluating and acknowledging that our roles as editors and journalists have now changed in this quickly evolving uh, cultural landscape. We promise to dedicate the necessary resources and time to more in-depth coverage of these serious issues. Yesterday, we created a new editorial committee. Oh, God. It's just going to be all of like, you know, the shit that we have done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Again, regarding the Austin Carlisle story, we felt that we didn't have enough. Yeah. All right. Enough said. Yeah, we we get it. You said that like three times. Thank you for taking the time to read all this. We really didn't. Um, But it looks like we have some actual information coming up here in, in the form of Twitter of all sources. So of Mice and Men guitarist Alan Ashby, uh, this is the whole reason we came to this article was this part right Literally. here. So we, we should just skip to this part. <laughs> I might just do that in post. We'll see what happens. All right, whatever. We'll see how I feel about it in post. <laughs> but 
Um, all right. So the post by Alan Ashby reads, absolutely disgusted and heartbroken. While I was indeed aware that there was a level of promiscuity. Dude, if you were aware, why didn't you fucking say something? You guys are the problem. Anyway, I'm sorry. I need to chill. Let's let's get through this before no, I you don't. have a meltdown. No, you don't. This is our fucking... No, no, you don't. Because I don't fucking calm down, so... It, it, no, it's... I agree. It's like, if you, if you have... See something, say something. It's really not that fucking hard. It's not that hard. Especially with shit like that. And especially, like... Obviously, it's not as bad as pedophilia, like David Vanity. But well, I mean, still say something is what I'm trying to get at. With regards to say Dobby Vanity, it's it's more than just um, minors. With with Dobby yeah. Vanity, it's obvious. Like, well, obviously, there's more. On I'm not. I'm not trying to. Minors. Yeah, obviously, it's about that. But I'm just saying yeah. to sum it all up. Fucking say something. It's basically what I'm saying. Absolutely. There's no reason for you to keep this shit to yourself. Oh, fuck that. Well, I'm sure they feel otherwise, and they could probably make a strong case otherwise, but I don't – it's all excuses as far as I'm concerned. True. As, as we were saying, so while I was indeed aware that there was a level of promiscuity going on, um, I want to make it perfectly clear I have never witnessed nor knowingly stood by – any instances of alleged sexual assault regarding a former bandmate. Carrie, um, a, a Twitter um, screenshot from, or it looks like a response from Carrie says, we're, com- we're just as confused as to why you are speaking out now, seeing that these kinds of allegations against it have been around for quite a few years and pretty well known in the scene. I mean, she's got a point. She's got a point. I got to admit, I... I'm pretty late to this news, but with that yeah, said, so am I. I think we are all. I mean, I'm not saying I mean, everybody that listens to us is late, but I'm especially sure me a lot and of you in our camp that are late to it too. Oh yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like all of us are late, but maybe some people know, but most people don't know. So, I'm speaking out now, says Alan, uh, because. I'm extremely disgusted with myself for not realizing this behavior sooner. The info was out there and I didn't do the research. I had always taken his word on things and now I'm realizing how naive I was to have done that. So I'm, I can kind of relate because up until now I have seen Austin as a genuinely down to earth chill dude. Like that's how Honestly, I've always seen I always see him. Yeah. I see him as like a down to earth sweetheart basically is what that is like, the kind of guy that goes and beats the shit out of somebody who was talking shit about his fans basically that's the austin carlisle i know also there is i i will never forget fat austin carlisle when he was still in attack attack like that image is forever burned in my head like that stick not the stick stickly video the actually i think it's the first stick stickly music video before I they did the crab core right. shit yeah I the original right. one yeah but now we have the original story. Now, Of Mice and Men have addressed serious allegations currently circulating against their um, ex-frontman, Austin Carlisle. Um, if you're aware, yesterday, June 8th, a woman identified as Caitlin Stiffer, Stifler. Now, is he, is he done with his cancer? Did he, like, overcome it? Or what, what the hell is going on with him? Oh. That is an excellent question. I am sure that he um, is still kind of doing treatments, but because I haven't heard picture- anything. 
yeah, me either. But in the picture, if you go all the way up, he looks fucking dead. Like, uh, yeah, you're not kidding at all. He like, does. His he chemo looks, is kicking his ass. Is basically what that is. But to be fair, I mean, chemo takes it chemo, out. Chemo, chemo, chemo will you. bring the toughest motherfucker down to his knees. I don't yeah. care who you are. And just think, that's what your grandma or somebody's grandma is just, you know, a regular Tuesday for them. Yeah. Think about that. Think about how tough your grandmas are. <laughs> Why is it my, my mind goes straight to, like, a grandma in the pit being like, come at me, bro. <laughs> Losing my shit just at the thought of grandma's moshing. Amazing. All right. Moving on to more serious matters. We have... Caitlin Stifler, probably no relation to Stifler from American. Pie. I knew you were going to make I, that reference. I really I hope knew there's it no relation. I knew it Fictional immediately. Character. Fictional character. I know there's no relation. All right. So, dear alternative press, remember when over 15 girls shared their stories with you about this serial rapist? Because I do. I was one of them. Now you want to not only share his nonsense, but you want to put his name next to Jesus. They did that? I don't think they did, but you know what? Let's continue. I don't think I will, they did. If I find it, I'll put it in post. I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen somewhere. All right. So I personally have never seen it. That's just me. Me neither. Um, I, I hope this isn't true, but I wouldn't be surprised either. Alternative Press has, a mo- has these moments. Um, sometimes, but no, just no, it's not. Okay. The alternative community has followed you for years. Excuse me. The alternative community has followed you for years. I followed your stories so closely all throughout high school and watched my favorite artists be featured by your magazine to be, to be contracted by you to share my story in hopes that it wouldn't keep happening to other girls felt like a dream finally there was something i could do considering i was told by law enforcement that there was nothing else i could hope for with no physical evidence i thought i never thought anyone would believe me or take this seriously then there was your magazine asking us to share he not only raped girls probably more than anyone even knows about he was a predator seeking out underage girls by using his position in the music industry to do so. He threatened you with a lawsuit and you backed down. I get it. Who wouldn't want to be involved in that when you could just not? That was your choice, a choice that none of us had. We can't just let it go and forget. I, for one, had hoped that you would, at the very least, stop featuring him. Guess I was wrong about that. He needs canceled. Get him out of these kids' faces who believe he's a good person deserving of recognition. I am like... Now, obviously, there's a lot of, like, context to that because I don't... Is it... Can anyone actually verify that he threw a lawsuit at them? Exactly. Like, like I... Just that last pair... Not the the one that says hashtag... um, The hashtags... But the one above that paragraph really fucking irritated me. The whole uh, he not only raped girls paragraph? Yeah, like that one. Because it's like, 
it's terrible to say like I want I I really want to say he doesn't do this. I really want to say he doesn't do this. But it's just that would just fucking Oh it's my like God. I said. It's like I said in the in the previous episode or whichever um episode we had talked about this in it's I think it was think the last this, episode you're right. I think I think that episode. this will create a ripple within the music industry and cause us to be more divided than we already are because especially so in the metalcore many... scene. Especially exactly. in the metalcore scene. Um, because there's already so many cases out there of band dudes just, you know, being pretty much sexual predators just like this. And we already have this stigma that like hardcore guys go after underage girls. It's not something that we can even like joke about really, because like it's because such it a prevalent fucking happens. Thing. Yeah. It is. And <laughs> I hate that for our industry. I hate that for our scene. So I hope to high hell that this is not true. But if it is true, he deserves to be, he deserves to face his punishment like any other sexual predator does. Oh yeah. And and just think about it because like he had to leave mice and men for cancer. It's like, what the fuck kind of hand have you been dealt with? You know, in 10 years, they're going to be writing a story, the, the inside scoop of Austin Carlisle, everything you need to know about this tragic story. And because if, if he wins this case, they're going to paint it like that, that he oh, was yeah. falsely accused. And now on top of already having to leave his band for cancer treatments. And you know what I mean? Like, I can see that happening, especially like it'd be really fucked up because I've seen a lot of things happen where it's like, oh, this shit actually happened, but we're going to, like, praise him on, like, you know. But um, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm like, dead ass. I really hope this is not true. <laughs> I really hope this is not true. So it looks like her husband, Jonathan, also came forward with a series of tweets asserting that Alternative Press had interviewed multiple women who had come forward with allegations of sexual assault perpet- or, uh, perpetrated by Carlisle only to shelve the story under the legal threat. Um, the allegations in question appear to date back several years. So if Alternative Press has already known about this for years, first of all, why are they just now coming to this? Yeah, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. There's no other reason. Personally, I think it's financial. Um, Usually this type of shit, it's either financial or legal. Um, When um, editors like this decide to shelf a story, mostly I, I think that what they want to do is they want to protect their ass and make sure that they're covering the story right so that they aren't completely ousted by the scene after a false claim but at the same time who would want to get sued over this type of shit like i get that i do get that so alternative press posted the following tweet in response for legal purposes regarding the austin carlisle accusations the story couldn't run as it was told as a female-led lgbtq plus editorial staff we're going to reopen and find the answers you're looking for we do not condone condone any of the accusations and this story will be heard so that is as of june 19th it is the uh, 15th now so we'll uh we're going to be holding them to it now austin carlisle's former former bandmates in of mice and men have come forward with the following or with the below statement on the matter yesterday we heard for the first time um of an alleged article that was written and apparently subsequently shelved regarding a former member of our band they need to stop referring to him as 
just a former member of yeah. it's Austin Carlisle. We know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> this individual, continuing with the vagueness, um, has not been a member of a Mason man for almost four years. And neither the band nor the team around us has had any part in suppressing any such article. We absolutely condemn sexual violence and harassment in any form. From Aaron, Alan, Tino, and Phil. All right. Thus far, Austin Carlisle does not appear to have publicly addressed the matter. Because he's fighting cancer. (laughs) Okay, now I understand where she was going at. Oh, okay. With the name right up there with Jesus. This is it right here. Okay, that's a bit of a stretch the way she put it. Yeah, that's... Especially with this article. I mean, he's a religious man. Yeah, especially with this article right here. Just the title reads it right here. It says it right there. Austin Carlisle says Jesus is coming back amid current events. All right, so I don't know if you follow the latest conspiracy trends, but they're saying that um, because of the way that our calendar works, that 2012 was not supposed to be the end of the world. It was supposed to be 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or 2021. I don't give a fuck. I don't because it's not going to happen. All of these end of the world conspiracies end the same way, which is us going – well, shit, we're still here. We, we'll get them next year. We'll, yep. <laughs> we'll get them next year. Don't worry about it. Don't you even worry about it, man. We'll All right. Next year. Like I said, the guys at PRP, they don't fuck around. They, get, they, they know their shit. They do, they do pretty good journalism, although we do not feature them nearly as much as I would like. So there's that story right there. He looks so bad he looks so bad and i think i don't know if it's the way that this picture is edited because it's really dark a lot of shadows whoa do you see this you see that? Good news, good news, good news, good news. He is he's bordering on the evangelical with this shit. Oh, yeah. <sighs> wow. Oh my god. Okay, for the listeners at home, I have to actually read these posts out loud. So, it looks like June 6th he posted, "If God is determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us." My grace is always more than enough for you, and my power finds it finds its fully its full expression through your weakness. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think I'm gonna put behind me some like choir music to go with this. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! They're all just different. Um, no, no, they're, they're all different. Versions. Like, yeah, because like, I can see why he gets like stupid, stupid religious because he's fighting cancer. I mean, fuck it. I, I know exactly. At the same time, it's also all posted on June sixth. On June sixth, which isn't too long after the accusations really started up. I think it's an interesting coincidence, especially with that one. Most important of all, continue. To show deep love for each other for all covered multitude of sins. 
I'm glad that you clicked on that when this when you said that. Uh-huh. That's an interesting um, Bible verse to pick. Of all the ones, especially amidst, you know, being accused of sexual allegations, you're going to say most of all, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other for love covers a multitude of sins. And and for the listeners that are not seeing it, that there there are parts where they're highlighted. Yeah, the parts that are highlighted in this one, in that one specifically, is for for love love. covers a multitude of sins. So, goddamn, Austin. Please don't be that guy. Yeah, I fucking hope not. I fucking beg. I fucking beg. All right. On to the next one. So last week we talked a little bit of uh, Brace Wars um, member Rashad Jackson. I think that's their drummer. I'm not actually sure who. Because I, I, sure. I haven't been familiar uh, with this um, band at all. Yeah, me either. But um, last week we talked a little bit about him calling out um, – past calling out um the ghost inside uh jim riley for past use usage of racial slurs and so there is there's been obvious like back and forth uh regarding the matter and so here is his response after all of that kind of shit uh died down so it looks like on june 7th uh these coffee burps are really kicking my ass holy shit Anyway, earlier today, on June 7th, Jackson issued another statement on the matter to explain his side, and it reads, While calling out racist behaviors of the Ghost Inside, the band and their fans brought up some homophobic statements I made a few years ago. The things I said in the past are not a reflection of the person I am today. Hmm. So, Mm. hold on. (laughs) Hold that thought. You're going to make a call out. And then when you get called out, that's the first fucking thing you say. I got you. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I got you. I got you. Hold up. Irony. Hypocrisy. <sighs> Let's see what else this man's got to say. Uh... I had to unlearn some of my behaviors when it came to the language I was using. And I am aware of how harmful these things are. I took you long enough, (laughs) but you know, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's see what else he had to say. All right. I was called out personally by friends at the time about that behavior. I was held accountable and changed my behavior as a result. Those aren't things I'd say at this point in my life, especially with the knowledge I've gained over the years, the friends I've made, and the respect that I have for people in the LGBTQ plus community. I'd like to sincerely thank the people who called me in and in and helped me grow. So I, I like that part. I do like that part. Yeah. You, you kind of have to acknowledge that you fucked up because i think that that's an important part of growing as an individual is knowing when you fail acknowledging when you fail and not being afraid to fail but come on you, you that article or that statement that whole opening statement yeah like, hypocrite basically all right as you've already said that past behavior does not validate invalidate how i feel about what the ghost inside and Jim Riley did. And it is 
clear that the ghosts inside and their fans combined or combed through my past tweets in an attempt to deflect from their racism. The situation is about a white person calling a black person the N-word as if he was a slave back in 2015. Because according to what many sources have said, there was a hard R on that. Yeah. Um, and I still don't think that that's like ever going to be acceptable. Like ever. No. Ever. So why is this still a thing? I don't know. Ah. No. Yeah. Knowing that someone in the band had consistently used a racial slur and was doing nothing about it, only to then decide to, to decide it was appropriate to use the Black Lives Matter movement as a way to promote the release of their record is tasteless and inappropriate, especially in the current events. This issued, yeah, this issued should have been, okay, so really what he meant to say is this issue should have been handled before the originally matter in 2015 okay so there's some typos in there but before the original matter in 2015 they should extend a helping hand to the black community that has been destroyed recently and i think that that was what they were attempting to do with that shirt because yeah. i'm pretty sure the proceeds to that shirt okay first of all when when bands have been making these shirts they're not profiting off of it they are donating Seriously. it to either antifa to george floyd's family or they're doing it to blm directly so um, I feel like that's what they were trying to do here. Um, but I think it's still fair that they called out his use of that word, but I don't think that like, I do think that like cancel culture, brought, well, this was an example. I hold that like whole point of view I had last week that this is yeah. an example of cancel culture being brought too far because he didn't even have a chance to like really defend himself. Yeah, at all. At all. <laughs> um, they were already just like, all right, bye. Is- <laughs> oh, you remember that time you said the N-word like five years ago? Yeah. Um, you don't have a job with us anymore. See you later. And you know that there probably was some hypocritical elements to that because I'm sure if he was saying that, I'm sure the rest of the band was saying it. Because the way that the story is being spun is that they would be in tears laughing so hard at someone simply yeah. using the word. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Oh, Black people have been dealing with the issue of racism for over 400 years. No one should ever forget that, overlook that, or excuse anyone for speaking in such a way. In my recent years, I've learned the need for here's a fucking word intersectionality let's get a fucking dictionary on that one and we're back hope you missed us all right so after looking into what intersectionality means uh the interconnected nature of social category categories the categorizations such as race, class, and gender, as they apply to a given individual or group, regardless of, regardless, or regarded as, goddamn, I, I can read. I'm, I'm the one that's good at reading here. Um, okay. Regarded as creating 
overlapping uh, and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So an example of that is through an awareness of intersectionality, we can better acknowledge and ground the differences among us. So that's what that word means. You're welcome, guys. I, I, anyway, that, there's your weekly um, English lesson with the New Music Podcast. Hi. Now, um, let's continue. I've learned the need for intersectionality when it comes to the fight for liberation. I'm striving every day to be a better man. If my use of harmful language has ever affected you, then people know you can reach out to me. And we can have a conversation about accountability. I do ask for some patience when it comes to a response, as this is a historic but also painful time for me and my community. Hmm. Um, I think that there were some really well-said parts in this. Yeah, and there was also some very... Cringe. Cringe and ironic hypocrisy kind of vibe. Mostly that opening statement. Um, yeah. But with that said, I mean, he had every right to call them out. I just, I don't know. Just why wait so long? Because it's relevant. I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but like that's kind of just what's been going on. It's like, oh, we're in the middle of this massive yeah. movement. Let's all hop on the bandwagon. Pun intended. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it looks like Jackson found uh, Jackson was found to have publicly called out the ghost inside uh, behavior back in 2015. Yeah, we already talked about that. We literally just talked about it. Yeah. Uh, for clarity, some of the homophobic tweets Jackson posted around 2010 to 2013 were shared on Twitter below, along with his original explanation from earlier this week. Um, here's the deal. I was called up. Okay. I already talked about that. Yeah. We already talked about that last episode. Was I wrong? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. That, that there's no actual showing of. Yeah. So. Thanks. The PRP. Thank you. Thanks PRP. For um, lying, but that's besides the point. In any case, that is the whole story there. That is his newest uh, statement regarding all of that. Um, what what can we take away from this? Um, I think the big one is um, don't be a piece of shit. That's like the big one. Thanks for taking my line, Pat. <laughs> oh, I did. You, you did. Right. You right. Don't be a piece of shit. It's not that hard. It's really not. The big one here really is like, I think, accountability, if I'm being completely yeah. honest. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that he was honest that he Yeah, I up. like how he was like straightforward. Like, we all, like, we're all fucking human. It's not like famous people are not fucking human beings. It's, we're all human beings. It's just, we all make mistakes. Like, I get it. I've personally made mistakes. I know that for a fact. Some of the shit still haunts me to this day, but it's like, what are you going to do? You can't roll with it. A, exactly. You got to roll with it. So, but with that said, it's an exciting chapter in world history. And for that, I'm thankful to be a part of it, to be here. Exactly. Um, even um, though I am not directly contributing as much as some other people, I'm still stoked. Yo, your boy. <laughs> I like seeing your those boy. pictures, man. Uh, <sighs> there's um, 
uh, I, I'm just going to go right out and say it. Um, there's a lot of people that I did get a lot of DMs. Um, I did get a lot of positive and also very, you know, shitty people, basically. Um, unfortunately, some of those shitty people were part of my family, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 this podcast is equality, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. It's I mean, as much as human two white being. guys talking about metal can yeah. be about equality, um, I think we've made it pretty clear that we support the Black Lives Matter movement. We stand against all cops are bad because that's pretty fucking straightforward. Um, it's possible you can be both. You, you can be both. You can think that there are good cops in this world and you can also support black lives. And it also is Pride Month, so hashtag Pride Month. Yes, yes. Let's fucking celebrate that. Um, why, I, I, I can't unlearn this information now that I've seen it, but SpongeBob being gay is like being, it's like being such a shock to people that why is it that that's where my mind goes when it comes to Pride Month? But fuck it. Because that, like, like the problem, like it sucks that all this has to do, like all this Black Lives Matter and stuff. It sucks that it has to be in the Pride Month. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And with that said, I do think that the LGBTQ plus community did a really good job of passing the baton, so to speak. They yeah. let them have this. They they didn't let them like nobody overreacted and was like, "Why does this have to happen?" No. They yeah. were all Why does this have to happen on my month? Ridiculous. My people oh. are suffering too. No. We know. Yeah. We yeah. know. Trust me, we know. And I love seeing all of the LGBTQ plus oh, yeah. people out there in these protests. Like that that part's pretty fucking great. It, it's it's funny. Um when I was protesting, um, I saw a lot of like people that I went to school with. And I saw a lot of people, um, new people that are mm-hmm. teachers and stuff like that. Like there there was a new teacher in Scottville, which I went to, Scottville High. Mm-hmm. Scottville High School, junior senior high school. Um I've never met the guy, but um he's Egyptian like moi. Um and he had he held a sign saying are we next basically for Egyptian people. And he was like, mm-hmm. he, he was the head person that was going through the whole, like he, he was the leader basically of the protests and shit like that. So it was like very moving, obviously very emotional, very, very, very emotional. Um, this is an emotional time. Oh yeah. Um, we, we went to a monument that we have. I don't think I've shown you Pat, but we've definitely been straight. Like when I showed you the mill, we went past it. But mm-hmm. we went to that part and stood and stood our, uh, put one knee on the ground for like nine minutes and it, it was very emotional. Um, but yeah, I'm fully supportive of that shit. So, I mean, not that like my excuses really matter as to why I don't actually go out and publicly do it. Mostly, it just has to do with. Um, working as much as I do and yeah. wanting to not have my kid um, be harmed in any way because exactly. of this. Um, still go out there and support, but I do think exactly. that like that's some place that a small child, someone under five, under 10, doesn't belong. I mean, 
they're also just way too it also to know dep- what's going yeah. on. It also depends on like where you are. Like yours, I can see like where you live, I can see that. Where I live, Apparently. it's a very it's a very, very peaceful place. Uh, it was surprising place. to see Troy's protest go so peacefully, even though that's literally what I across was surprised the river, with. Literally across the river on Green Island, things were way different. Same with Schenectady too. Like Schenectady was like very peaceful, kind of. That's actually it. it, I love it. It's just showing that these areas that have high black populations can be peaceful. Uh, Schenectady and Troy being one of are are obviously in. Well, if you're from upstate New York, you know that these areas are very high populated with with black people, and that's great. Like that's great to see that those areas a lot of violence. And They're especially with a lot of violence. Yeah. But the gang violence that happens here and I, happens of, on two streets. Yeah, exactly. I have speaking to of, on one of gang them. violence, um, there was a picture and I like I found it like crazy. It was like bloods and crips together protesting hand by hand. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead ass serious. I wish I can find that fucking picture, but there was like um it was like four different I think it was like three or four gang members of each each gang um, tied their bandana like blue for Crip and red for Bloods and then black. And they were just tied together and holding up their fists up in the air together. And it's like, that is... Oh, man. You know, like, 90s babies something. who were there for all of that shit. Like, you guys were shook by that information. Yeah. I know that. You guys saw how violent those yeah. those groups and were. And just this, just the sheer picture of it got me chills. Like just thinking about the picture right now is having my hair stand up on my on my uh, arms and all the way down my neck. Man, it just makes me wonder what people like Biggie and Tupac would have said and what they would have done during these times. Be fucking crazy. Yeah. I know it's off topic and not like relevant to what we do on this podcast, but um, Hobson put out a pretty interesting um, song. And actually, Nick, um, we talked about him with the Eminem shit. Oh, um, yeah. Yo, Nick Cannon's song was actually very moving. I was very pleasantly surprised by that. I haven't heard it, but I know he's really big into, into it, which... That's great. I am. I was I so it. shocked when I when I because I came by it on Facebook and it started playing and I was like, oh, it's Nick Cannon. Oh shit, this is about the protests. Hold on, let me go check this out. Yeah, so I was expecting not to like it at all, but dude, <laughs> that guy goes in and it's real. It's actually the first time I've heard a Nick Cannon song I actually enjoyed. So yeah, that I mean, was really powerful. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get off topic, especially with uh the black. Black Lives Matter, but um, Six Nine actually put up a post actually about his, not really? about um, yeah, and it wasn't about Black Lives Matter. That's why I said I didn't want to get off topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it actually. I think it's called Trolls. I believe it has Nicki Minaj in it, which she can leave, but that's besides the point. I'm not surprised that their fan bases would kind of mesh together kind yeah. of well. Um, but um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't want to get into it, but um. It's not bad if you get rid of Nicki Minaj because she's a fucking disgusting human being. But, a literal um, potato. Yeah, and literally made out of plastic. 
but um, that's besides the point. Um, it's not bad. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, continuing with Black Lives, but definitely Machine Gun Kelly has really been into this shit, which <laughs> I, I like love seeing every him second in of the it. media for this shit. I like seeing Oh, that. yeah. Um, it's really interesting seeing the feedback. It's like when I sent you, um, if you guys haven't heard, he made a cover of Killing in the Name of by um, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. And what you said was, it, it was just constructive criticism, basically. Okay, so my comment. On and I that wanted to go forward. To with- yeah, I wanted to go forward on that, in my opinion, but continue to what you said because i can't remember what you said it was I'll something about almost word for word what i said okay go ahead. what it what it what happened when i heard that cover was the same way i felt when i heard the paramore cover which was that i felt very disappointed in his vocal performance right for a lot of reasons it's cool just to see him making rock music but you said like i can't remember what word it was it was like you said a word in it like Oh my god, what the fuck was the word that you said? It was um like it didn't it, it was basically what you said, basically what you said was he didn't like feel it, basically is what you're saying. Basically what you said. It was like it was kind of dull. He wasn't putting his full potential in it, is what you practically said. I can't remember. It was a while ago that I sent you that too. And you're looking for it, I can tell from your face. <laughs> And I wanted to go on that real quick. Don't worry, I'll fix it. Oh, the word I used. Okay. Um, so what I said was that, so everything he covers is just so flat. No goddamn energy Right, 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 right. And my opinion on that hasn't changed. Um, no, I wanted to go on to being flat and what you said. In my opinion, the original song was flat. That's just my opinion. I, I feel like he could have done more energy, Rage Against the Machine, in that in that song. So I think it's perfect because he sounds exactly like the fucking singer because he seems flat. And you know what I'm saying? I can um, see why he wanted to be like that. So that's why I think it's a perfect fit because I didn't feel the energy when I first heard the actual song. In my opinion, I feel like it could have been better is basically what I'm saying. I think what most people gravitate towards when they listen to anything by Rage Against the Machine is not really the political message or the lyricism at all. People pay attention to Tom Morello playing guitar. That's what they listen to Rage Against the Machine for mostly. But But you know what I'm saying too. It's like he's – the singer's flat. I'm not going to pull up the article, but Tom Morello has been yeah. kind of very um, troll-like lately with people who didn't understand their message. So that's something that you can scroll through Twitter for if you want to go yeah. check that shit out. But, but um, putting all yeah, that aside, I just wanted to put that I, I just, out there. I, I, don't, I don't care for his voice in rock music. I'm just excited that it's being brought more to the mainstream. We're right. seeing more punk music in mainstream than we ever have. And, or I shouldn't say ever, I should say in a long time, especially now with the fall of bands warp tour, people aren't getting exposure to as much punk music. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of cool. I like that. He also said he's in the studio right now. He tweeted out today, actually. I think it was like 11 hours ago. Man's hard at work. 
I got I will give him that. The guy does put his work in. I just don't really care for his vocal performance as a rock artist. I think that that is what is kind of flat for me. But when he raps, dude, he he has that shit down. Like right, I'll right, give him right. that. Um let's get back into some more uh some more metal news. So since his fail, Buddy Nielsen calls out Attila's Chris Franzak over his adult film content. Now, see, see, it's funny because we actually commented on this, um, or we, we posted made on a Instagram. post about this yeah. on Instagram, and, and it's like, I I just think it's funny, like all, and he shared it on his story. It's like, why are you guys covering this now? He's had this for almost a year or two. I want to say he's had it for a while. I, oh yeah. I don't know exactly when he started it. I just know that when we found out about it, we did our due diligence and we made, you know, our, our snarky comments about it and such, which I mean, looking back on it, who fucking cares? He, the guy, the guy's getting fucked. All right. He's recording it and he's making money off of it. I don't think it matters at the end of the day, if you're into that and you and everybody's consensual everybody's getting paid exactly. where is there a problem here? and he's also if been you, fucking porn stars for like <laughs> since his <yeah>. divorce <laughs> i mean the guy's been well known as for his sexual and behavior i don't know he's yeah. pretty well known for that this is nothing new it's just it feels a little bit weak you know to to decide that you're gonna call him out and call him what he calls him as we get further into this article so like the only fans like, like I, before we get into this how do you feel because i want to personally how do you feel about only fans personally so where I stand with the whole OnlyFans thing is that I think that it is going to start to normalize passive income through prostitution. I think that's kind of like, I, I think that's what this wave um, on social has kind of become. It's kind of normalizing the idea that you can sell yourself online anonymously and it's less creepy for some people. Um, I think that it is... I have no problems with it. I'm actually very cool with it. It's something that, you know, if you had asked me five, 10 years ago, I would have been probably pretty open about doing it. Right. Now, not so much. Um, Cause everybody in their fucking mother has a fucking only fans right now. And I think that what's cool about that is that it's showing people that literally there is a market for every body type, every ethnicity, every sexual orientation, every weird kink you may or may not have, <laughs> it's out there and somebody will pay for it. Um, this isn't news. This is kind of the no. way the world's been going for a long time. But, you know, it, it's kind of cool to see that it's kind of being rolled out. I'm, I, and I've said it before, I'm for brothels. At least yeah. if there's brothels, you know those women are getting tested regularly. They're clean. And you're in an environment where you don't think someone's going to just randomly beat the shit out of you or kill you because you're, yeah. there's that element to it. I, I don't mind it. Like, it's just, just, there's free porn. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. But with that said, I mean, you porn pays their, their, um, same with porn, every, yeah, same with Pornhub, everything. Like, it's just. I don't know, bro. I, I just don't like why pay for porn when it's free. <laughs> like it's, 
because now, now here's the thing when you're like i understand you're directly yeah. paying the person rather than through ad revenue yeah exactly. the website pays them because it's that's just, how that shit works it's just like yeah i understand oh i want to see this person make it just only this person like okay okay i understand that but I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I, I don't mind it. It's just like, why does everybody and their mother need one right now? <laughs> like, well, what you'll see is that some people will keep it going and will oh, yeah. maintain a profitable um, business through doing OnlyFans, which is great. I support that. If you're happy, everyone's consensual, there's no yeah, problems. You're getting exactly. paid. Um, but you'll also see a lot of people kind of like in the midst of this whole quarantine bullshit um, I kind of yeah. had a feeling you'd see more people on OnlyFans because yeah, exactly. make money. A lot of people are out of work right now. Um, but you're gonna see that like like things like podcast bands and things like that. A lot of people are gonna rise up out of the woodworks and start these projects that they've these passion projects that they've had that they just for one reason or another had an excuse to not do it that are gonna start it now. And then a lot of them are gonna drop once quarantine's over, once coronavirus yeah. is over. A lot of these people are gonna realize, oh, that was fun, but you know, that was just something I wanted to do then. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of that too. So, but and hopefully, into... and hopefully, this goes over Franz's OnlyFans because there is a there is a little detail right now specifically that he put on his Snapchat, which I I'm curious to see if this is pointed out in this article, but. Let's so continue. hold on to that little seed. Yeah, that, that's why. That's we'll why I said let's just continue. Because I have a uh, interesting reveal that I want to point out. Uh, that I will point out at the end. So anyway, so it looks like Nielsen took to the internet. It says this morning, but this was days ago. To apparently condemn the music industry for not taking issue with Franzak. And some of the content he's been sharing. Again, I don't, I think it's sad that people want to shame him for this. This is another one of those bullying moments in the industry. That's kind of sad. So music industry, like, (laughs) like you all still support Franz and he is literally having women dress up like maids and clean his house while he shoots porn, literally want to do something meaningful. Stop supporting bands with scumbags in them. Do more than just tweet about it. I love his fucking comment. His fucking comment is like, damn, that guy sounds pretty fucking awesome to me. That's a great response, Franz. I love you. All right. Um, we fucking love you, Franz. So here's the thing. Like, he's paying these women the same way that, like, you know, yeah. porn works. Um, he's paying these women the same way that, like, you would pay performers. So I don't really see what the problem here is because, like as I said, long it's all as consensual. Cons- yeah, exactly. Now, if we find out otherwise, you better fucking believe we'll have something else to say about it. Yeah, so don't quote us on this. <laughs> right, because so, to, to the best of the information that's being presented currently, everybody appears to be consensual and everybody appears yeah. to be getting paid. It looks like a regular business, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Um, and then you've got comments like uh, Mark's comment right here. It looks pretty consensual to me and would be pretty dumb to post it post all about it on socials if it wasn't and i have to agree with that like why would you be so open about it if it was non-consensual or obviously abuse 
Of course it is. Wasn't even my idea either. Two of my girlfriends asked to come to my house and dress like slutty maids and make content. Why would I ever say no to that? Exactly. Who's who's got the problem here? Like, I don't know. Like, um, come on. Rocky Emerson. I was actually just checking out her content not too long ago. So uh I like her stuff. She's a pretty interesting performer. Oh um, my god. Look, if you guys have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you know I'm into porn. Like I've got no problems with all porn. of us are. We all <laughs> like and it's interesting though, because you're gonna see a lot of incels come out who have a problem with this shit, but they're also the next person to go on and watch yeah, this shit. Exactly. Like oh my god the hypocrisy in this fucking episode is amazing (laughs) anyway um so her statement is apparently you're not allowed to be a sex worker and make music because sex workers are bad people just because you get paid to fuck doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you retarded either which i've also seen a lot of that going around yeah you have to be retarded to work in porn because that was your last resort it's interesting you don't see the stigma with uh, people in the military or people who are cops because that's a last resort for a lot of people yeah right right right. anyway buddy nielsen uh goes and responds with that's not what i said i've had issues with him before my point is people who support him while he is trying to make porn where women clean his house you can make porn that empowers women that's all i'm saying then why are you pushing this issue if you've had problems with him before, why are you pushing him with porn? Like, because he's looking for any angle he. Can yeah, exactly. Make. He's looking for anything to grab. Like, oh, I can make him seem like a piece of shit for porn. Like, fuck off. Like, come on. Having sex with people on camera is apparently very shameful, and you should be disappointed with yourself. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't even know, know who this guy is, but he's, he's I like Census Fail. That's what's disappointing to me about this is I like Census Fail. I fuck with their music pretty hard. Although, admittedly, my favorite stuff by them is their acoustic stuff. Um, right, right, right. But let's get into some more of this. I do porn and made porn is fun to make. Please don't speak on subjects you have no part in. Does it really take a sex worker to fucking actually put this shit? Exactly. God. Um, What else needs to be said? All right, hold on, hold on. Now he's going to say all the outrage against alternative press is totally justified and right. Okay, this has to do with what we talked about earlier with the allegations leveled against X of front of my cement front man. Oh my God. It's all coming into a circle. I love it. this, This episode comes full circle, man. All right. All the outrage against alternative press is totally justified and right. All the music industry people trying to score points by looking like they actually care and not just trying to score easy points by dunking them is dunking on them is lame. You didn't care when they did a million other things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm- but if you get dunked on, that's it's not lame. I'm telling you right now. I don't think there's anything lame about it. No. And the man goes, the guy's got a lot to say about the Austin Carlisle situation. Of course he fucking does. Continuing to reply to his own tweets on it. So 
<sighs> um, it looks like it's a continuation off of what he said before yeah, because basically. Twitter only lets you type 180 characters. So it says, you didn't care when they did a million other things or refused to support the other victims, though this whole Me Too movement, through this whole Me Too movement. Yo, that Me Too movement was like two years ago, right? Years ago. I Why are we still talking about so, it? so, yeah. All right. Um, where were you to stand up against all the other abusers? Just because this is an obvious and easy move doesn't make you a better person. Also, fuck alternative press. They have a long history. They have a long history checker history. I do get what you're trying to say, though, because we yeah. kind of made a similar comment that before they haven't always been they, they, they've kind of fu fucked their facts a couple of times in the past. Yeah. And they have new editors. So who's to say that that won't change in the future? Yeah. Also, you all supported Austin when you knew he was a bad guy, yet you are trying to save face by slamming the magazine, which is totally in the wrong and should be slammed. But you went along with it. You went Wait, along with all of it because it was easy. Basically, what he's saying is, I agree with all you guys saying that he didn't do it, but bashing on the news article. That doesn't make any sense. Where, uh, where it's looking so far is it looks like he is giving everybody a rash of shit because he is PMSing. That's how I'm seeing this is he's PMSing give, and scolding everybody. Somebody give my mans a, a tampon. Give him a motion. <laughs> And a tampon. Yeah. Um, but what everybody is kind of echoing the same statement at this point, which is if you had a problem with it then, why are you saying it now? Exactly. Everybody's in that camp right now. But you know what? That point of view only gets you so far because you're still shitting on the people who have something to say. So let's see here. It's really easy to take the to take to the internet and yell about things support women by empowering them support women by signing them support women by demanding equal pay support women by being a good person when no one is looking so if that's the case where were you during the me too movement because i'm i would be curious to see what you were doing when all that was going down but that's not the topic of today the topic of today is this article now it looks like Rocky exactly. came back with more. Oh, she's fucking swinging. All right. Support women by, but not thinking. Okay. Support women, but not thinking being a sex worker makes them or anyone they shoot with a scumbag. So that was a very well said statement. You can still support women by supporting sex work. Yeah. I don't believe being a sex worker makes anyone a scumbag. Um, excuse me. That's exactly what you said about bronze yeah <laughs> oh my god all right and then the the next tweet is so why is franz being called out for doing it hard to be an empowering person when you have the history he has we've had issues in the past and i find this whole new avenue is just a part and parcel of his lack of character I think if there's anything about Franz, it's that he is a character. Then why are you talking about it? <laughs> I Honestly, we should just end this article here. He's an idiot. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. 
It is a lot of back and forth. Yeah. A lot of bullshit. Wait, wait, go up. Hold up. Go up again. Did he say faggot? Oh my Where? god. Right there. Industry who fame. No. Yo. Hold on. Right. Okay, we have to talk about this part. Hold All up. Right. So industry. Industry who feign outrage at various things, yet also have the back of a Franz. That's it. I have an issue with him. Use- oh, okay, I remember years ago when he had this issue yeah, with Franz yeah, yeah, for yeah. using the word faggot. All right, now, if you've heard him talk on the matter, he was, okay. It, does, it, doesn't, it shouldn't need to be explained why he no. said, now who's the faggot now? Because in that song, he's talking about when people were calling him a faggot. Yeah. Now I take I take outrage when that word is used, mostly because I've been called a faggot. Like I'm the guy that used to. Who hasn't? Like, that's fair. But at the time, I I've had a very feminine look many times throughout my history, and I've been called a faggot, and I've literally had the shit kicked out of me for it. I get it. I get why people have a problem with the use of that word. But kind of understand the context before you get pissed off at just the yeah, word being used. Exactly. This isn't like when, you know, people have dropped the N-word just because they thought the N-word was funny. There was some context to that. I think a great example of Chris's character is if you go and listen to the episode of Lead Singer Syndrome where Chris is on for an interview, that's an excellent conversation. And he has a lot of really good points. Um, One of my favorite being that he does actually post – or uh, write songs with meaning to them. It's just that those aren't the ones that get headlines. It's when he says outrageous shit. That's when he makes the headlines. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Talking about it. Let's just breathe through this because this is fucking long as shit. All right. So Buddy says, uh, I'm shaming him for making porn where he, where women play maids and clean his house. Let's stop pretending the guy is a good person. And then... The next comment being, he is a good person. You're trying to make him out to be something he's not. You've been at him for years for no apparent reason other than you don't like his lifestyle, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, that's I well said that's right there. Very, that's, that's it. That's, that's let's just wrap it up yeah. here. That's the whole fucking story in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, yo, look at this response right here. Followed up with him later that night saying, the fact that some old jaded band dude tried to attack my character because I consensually make porn blows my mind. There are so many legit issues in the world right now, and you're going to call me a scumbag because I make porn in a very respectful and fun environment. Eat shit, dude. (laughs) I second that. And he continues. Seems like some people just want to attack people for the sake of attacking people without any real um, criterion. I think he's trying to say criteria. Um, I'm not sure. I I could just not know what that word is. Um, Focus that effort on real scumbags, racists, rapists, etc. Calling people out without any authentication whatsoever is disrespectful to real victims, and that sucks. Facts. Seems like the PRP did a really good job this week. Yeah. Props to you guys. I, like I said, I've always supported your your guys' publication. Um, so yeah, Brontek and Nielsen have a long running feud dating back to 2014, where he took issue with the homophobic slur, as we talked about. So that's the story. Yeah. 
Um, so did they did the uh, article exactly mention what you thought they were going to mention? No, actually. Um, basically, when he started it, it was all for him, basically. Um, he also has two OnlyFans. One's free and the other one's paid. But the one that's yeah. paid is actually going to BLM now. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's actually pretty dope. That's actually, you know, it's amazing that that's not talked about more. Because, because it's something good that Franz is cutting. I know because out. all news sources thrive on the negative yeah. um, shit, but I'm actually surprised that nobody's talking about, well, at least not that many people are really talking about the tattoo he's got on his dick. <laughs> I'm, sup- I'm just saying like, you know, he's got a fucking- I personally wouldn't get a tattoo on my cock. But considering where he has a tattoo, though, I am positive that that is prop that is the least painful part of your dick you can get it tattooed on. But still, <laughs> ball that guy's got balls. If you yeah, you get a tattoo on your dick, any tattoo, I don't care. But still, uh, the man's got a, a lightning tattoo or a thunderbolt tattoo. I don't know. Uh, on his dick. Uh, if you want to see it, you gotta sign up for his OnlyFans. That's all I can really say. Um, I got curious the other night. I didn't pay for his OnlyFans, but I found a site that I will not mention where um, I got a hold of those nudes. Uh, they are leaked. They are. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more of them as time goes on. Oh, yeah. And the whole world will see his uh, you know, slightly above average penis. Um, so yeah, there's that. Now, shall we move on to some other weird ass stories that we've got for the for the episode? Because um, these, like, some of these are like, eh, like kind of cringy. Um, but the next story I have for you is a little interesting to me. So, um, first of all, I've never heard of this band, Premonitions of War. Yeah, never heard of them. With that said, it looks like their guitarist was arrested with almost two million dollars in cash. That's a lot of fucking money just to be rolling around in your car. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. Sorry. Read this article already, so this is going to be an easy one for me. But it looks like Michael Gayton, I'm going to just assume that's how you say his name, um, guitarist and co-founder of the defunct metal-slash-hardcore band Premonitions of War, was arrested on Wednesday, June 10th, after police discovered nearly $2 million uh, in cash in his car. According to KHGI, Gaten was pulled over for a minor traffic violation on Interstate 80 in Nebraska. For undisclosed reasons, the police officer became suspicious and asked for permission to search the Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Now, along with other... Uh, the officer, along with other deputies, ultimately discovered... The Sorry, nearly two I, got, I know you can't see, but the microphone's kind of blocking the cat. <laughs> oh, he's trying to get up on your shoulders right now. He, he is on my shoulders right now. So, like, the brim of my hat is, like, pushing. <laughs> oh, every other episode is a cat cast, I swear. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. The man of the hour. <laughs> I can't turn my head. <laughs> Get used to it, man. That's where he's going to live. I know. So 
looks like he found they found that nearly two million dollars of currency, American currency, of course, um, hidden in duffel bags in the rear of the truck. So I'm assuming it was in the truck bed or either in the truck bed or in the um, that space behind the seats. Yeah. Hard to say exactly where the rear of the car is because in a Shelby Silverado, it could be the seats in the back or it could just be empty space. Yeah, it depends on what model of Chevy Silverado you have. So um, Gayton, age 42, a resident of Ohio, was subsequently arrested and is reportedly being charged with felony transportation and possession of illegal currency used to facilitate facilitate the purchase of illegal narcotics and money laundering in conjunction with the department of homeland security federal charges are apparently pending launched in 2000 premonitions of war released several records uh, over the next five years including material with both victory records and metal uh, metal blade imprint uh black market activities hmm Let's move on to the next article we have ready for you, which is why Body Count's Cop Killer is still officially unavailable nearly 30 years after its release. Oh, I'll tell you why without having to dig into this article, and that's because the title of the song is Cop Killer. <laughs> exactly. The man plays a cop on TV, and yet he still makes co- like content like this. So it comes as no surprise that to me that it would be <laughs> hold on this article right here <laughs> that rolling stone headline got a problem with that i think a lot of people do all right so is this going to be a long article kind of yeah all right all right let's let's get back to the top before my phone shits the bed cuz metal sucks in their 20 million ads all right, who, who are we putting on blast today? Okay, it looks like it's by Metal Sucks. So this is by the people. All right, when Body Count released their self-titled debut in 1992, it opened with an intro called Smoked Pork, ha! Um, in which frontman Ice-T shoots a LAPD officer and concluded with the proper song Cop Killer about naturally killing cops. Cop Killer became such a source of controversy that it drew criticism from such prominent political figures such as President George H.W. Butch, Butch, Bush, um, Vice President Dan Quayle, and Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, which I still to this day think is one of the dumbest names I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, co-founder of Parents Music Source, Music Resource Center, PMRC for short as I'm sure we will continue to mention throughout this article. Although the drama surrounding the song boosted album sales, it reportedly exhausted Ice-T, who eventually told the band's label then, or then label, Warner Brothers, to remove it from future pressings. It was replaced with a thrash cover of Ice-T's solo song, Freedom of Speech. It also inspired at least one attempt to copycat the controversy uh, the rapper Paris Bushkiller. <laughs> never. Uh, although that one never really took off. Surprise. All right. 28 years later, however, with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, moving full steam ahead and protest music back on the charts as a result, you know, Rage Against the Machine is finally on the charts again. That's another one of those. Uh, that's another article headline that I just didn't feel like 
made the cut for us for this week, but um, there is still no official way for fans to experience Cop Killer. Um, it's not on official streaming platforms, and it is not on current CD pressings of the album. Fans can hear that track down and he, okay. Fans can hear if they can track down and purchase older editions of the album or via YouTube, but that's it. Uh, this, despite the fact that the band still plays it live. In fact, according to setlist.fm, if Body Counts, it's Body Counts' most performed live song. And, and I will agree song. because Mayhem Fest, they were there and they did perform Cop Killer. Mm-hmm. That art, though, there's something cringy and like PlayStation 2 vibes about that artwork, though. Facts, especially PlayStation right? 2. I, I definitely got those vibes on, on this uh, image right here. Um, so why is the song still absent from streaming services? Billboard recently investigated and came up with, well, not much. Great. Let's make a whole fucking article out of, well, we didn't find that much. <laughs> Great. You guys are killing it. All right. So it should be there. It absolutely should be there, says Ernie Cunningham also known as Ernie C, longtime guitarist of the band and fronted by rapper actor Ice-T. Some of these kids are, some of the kids that are out there protesting, they're 30, 31. They were newborns when this was going on, what we talked about 30 years ago. We're still talking about it. The report goes on note that Ice-T owns the masters for body count, but can't or won't explain the decision to keep under lock and key. Neither Ice-T nor his manager, Jorge, um, would comment for his story, but Jeffrey Wise, uh, former Warner Brothers production manager who is now an artist manager, speculates that Ice-T didn't need the cop killer image anymore. The rapper was just starting his mainstream acting career around the time he pulled the track from the album. First in movies like Trespass, and then on a 20-year run as, ironically, a cop in Law & Order. Um, so, I can really imagine Ice-T doesn't want to think about 1992 that much. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it really and does. And, of course, you can read the entire Billboard story where that little red word here is. But we're not going to go there. Um. We still don't really know. Thanks, guys. You're fucking killing it. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying that ad revenue we just gave you. So, <laughs> how do you like this article, Kyle? How do you like this one? I saw it come up a bunch of times, not even on Metal Sucks or any. It's just, I saw it on the news. It's like. Cool. Yeah. That's. It's, I don't want to give it much more than, oh, this is kind of cool. All right. Yeah. So um, doesn't really need to be said, but I personally can't fucking stand NASCAR. It's just never been a thing for me. Me um, either, honestly. Let's drive in a circle for four hours. Cool. But I recognize that it's a sport and demands it deserves some respect. Um, but we're going to talk about NASCAR today because apparently Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black driver, is coincidentally a sick metal drummer that's kind of cool considering that i'm sure almost 
every NASCAR soundtrack has been country music. I, I don't know, so I can't really comment. Just an assumption. I could be wrong. If you have any other any evidence to say otherwise please drop it in the comments below or send us an email at the new music podcast.com or dm us on instagram because those are all the easiest ways to get a hold of us so um it looks like daryl bubba wallace jr the only black full-time driver at nascar's highest level made history this week when he almost single-handedly forced the racing league whose fan base leans heavily conservative to ban confederate flags from its events that's cool. Yeah. That's fucking dope. So Wallace kicked off his one-man protest wearing an I Can't Breathe Black Lives Matter shirt before a race in Atlanta on Sunday. He then called for NASCAR to ban the uh, offensive symbol, which it is, absolutely is an offensive symbol and needs to be yeah. taken down. Um, which has a long pervaded uh, – which has long pervaded its um, – broadcast and its events in a cnn appearance the next day the league took quick action to ban the flag on wednesday and later that day wallace drove on an all black hashtag black lives matter car at a race in virginia and finished at 11th his best rank ever at that particular course uh, that's that's all I'm gonna give that as. Uh, I've right. seen the car. It's it's really nice. I like it. I hope they have a picture of it in this article. I hope they do too, because it's really nice. Um, but but Wallace's badassery doesn't end there. He's also a metalhead and a sick drummer to boot. And I heard something in here that there's gutturals. So I can't wait to get to that part. Oh God. <laughs> you know I love my gutturals. All right. Um, Wallace has been open about his love about heavy music in the past, talking about how his music genre of choice has helped him uh, get through some dark times in his life. Uh, Wallace has also been an outspoken advocate for speaking openly about depression. That's also pretty cool. In a series of tweets last year, he explained, a lot of people have come up or reached out to me after speaking about depression, thanking me to this day, never understood why at first, but living in this society today, we are judged before we speak or do. Labels are placed upon us instantly, and it's not fair, which, yeah, that's, that's fucking true. Um, we face a lot of trials and tribulations in life, basically a lot. We all have different ways of dealing with them. My mother always tells me, uh, this is just another chapter in God's plan that has been written out for you. I believe that 100%. All right, and we don't need to get too heavy into the God shit. Um, my music, or I'm sorry, music is powerful on so many levels. I've had kids and teens come up to me telling me they uh, battle with depression and what can they do? Uh, I tell them to find something you love and can't live without. Music is my jam, pun intended. Uh, the more frustrating days, the heavier the songs. And this next one I really fucking love. I love my heavy metal screamo rar stuff. Cute. Uh, some of the best messaging has come from my type of music. I could go on and on. Moral of the story is find something you love and nobody can take that away from you. Indulge yourself. Let it take you away. We're all made different. Let it be. So that's cool. 
And the uh, latter is a quote from Death Hand, Death's Hand by Amity Affliction, which eh, I'm not really too keen on them, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> yo, they even fucking said that. Anyway, but at least he's not listening to Godsmack and Stained, you know. Yeah. It's bordering on real shit. Wallace even publicly made fun of his pal, fellow NASCAR driver, Ryan, for listening to Nickelback. Dude gets it. And Wallace's roots in metal go even deeper than that. For here is a quick video. So let's uh, let's actually open that shit up. Okay, I have to agree with the uh, next part where it says, while haters are going to hate and try to claim that the beat that Wallace is playing is relatively simple, it is. It is a relatively simple beat. But to be able to play that still takes talent. That's not just something that anybody could get behind the set and just go and play. So let's, let's take that for what that is. And apparently there's a fuse... Uh, feature video filmed in 2016 as well where Wallace talks about utilizing Metallica of N7 Fold and North Lane to uh, music to pump him up during races. Says he's all about the breakdowns and shows some, some air drumming skills. That's uh, I guess this, this part really uh, sums it up pretty well which is my hat is off to you Bubba for being both a badass civil rights activist and a metal drummer. Let's jam sometime. Uh, by our good, good old friend Vince Nielsen. So, that's pretty fucking cool. That all I can really say about that. Still kind of pissed that the picture wasn't on there, so I'm actually gonna Google that really quick. I mean, for what it is, I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's about all I can really give that. That's still pretty cool, though. So let's close this article with some advice, life advice, with your boy, Rob Halford. Kyle, I can see how excited you are about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm stupid tired right now, and I haven't eaten yet. So That's fair. I'm still looking at that burrito from almost two hours ago. <clears throat> So I know what I'm eating after we're done here, but let's uh, close this off with uh, Judas Priest's Rob Halford offers advice for closeted gay metalheads. Kind of surprised that this hasn't come sooner, but here we are. Yeah. Um, he isn't the most famous gay man in metal. Okay, that's one way to start an article. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Way. I misread that. Hold on. Judas Priest's singer, Rob Halford, isn't just the most famous gay uh, man in metal. He's a trailblazer. Um, okay. I think I, I can't be the only one who went straight to a dirty place in their mind when, they, when I read that. 
or heard that. Yeah. Um, Halford came out of the closet at a time when there was absolutely no guarantees that the metal community would accept a gay man. And I'm willing to bet his example led plenty of fans to feel comfortable coming out too. And I fucking hope. I fucking yeah. hope. So it seems only appropriate during uh, Pride Month that we at least have one story about, uh, one positive story about um, a gay man in the metal scene. So um, it makes sense that Rolling Stone uh, recently asked Al Her- Hal- <laughs> Halford um, <laughs> if he had advice for metalheads who feel like they're stuck in a very straight culture but want to come out. Um, to which the metal god replied, kind of cringe at the term there. Um, but well, you don't have to feel as alone as I did. At your fingertips are all of these resources, places you can go to help steer you through making that decision. It is up to you to decide. I have friends that are still deeply closeted um, of their own choice. That's just the way it works for them. Gay metalheads, man, just come and join us and just get out and just have a blast. Um, have a time or have a time, have a good time with your life and don't be afraid. It's just fear more than anything else. Fear of rejection, fear of being kicked out of the house by your family. It's just unbelievable how there are always cruel aspects within a family that you didn't know, but please don't let that stop you. It's your life. Claim it. It belongs to you. Pretty well said for the most part. Yeah. There, hurried his article up. He pissed. <laughs> you hear him yelling, open this door. Yeah. That's my boy. <laughs> Elsewhere in the same interview, Halford uh, discussed what he learned coming out as a gay metalhead in 1998. So I learned that you've got to let yourself out of the cage and you can't live your life for other people. To come out into what was at the time and still is, to a certain extent, a very alpha male dominated experience. And that's no disrespect to the great female metalheads. It brought me a lot of peace and helped me in my work more than anything else. If you're still in the closet, you can't really focus on life and what you're here to do in life when you've got that shadow hanging over your head. Black it out, smash it down, burn it, tear it apart. You're entitled to live your life as a human on this planet on your own terms. You can read the entire interview there um, or Halford's autobiography, Confess, which comes out September 29th. That's it actually. There's a plug. There you go. Go check out his book. That comes out September 29th. But yeah, there it is. There's that life advice you really wanted. <laughs> um, I guess this uh, wraps things up. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to the, the new music podcast. Your two regular jackoffs from upstate New York. How, uh, if they've made it this far, what are they supposed to do, Kyle? Subscribe. Hit the fucking crowd kill the fucking bell button. Like, comment, share, share to anybody. I don't give a shit. Help us get 3,000 followers on Instagram, please, for the love We're of God. We're damn close. Damn close. Follow us on, or like us on Facebook. 
and DM us whatever. Feel free to DM us on any of the shit. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We will respond. We're just two regular jackoffs from upstate New York who just do this for fun. So I'm stoked that anybody checks this out, let alone uh, people in the industry. So that's always great. We also um, have some pl- big things coming as well mm-hmm. that we haven't that we haven't talked about, but it'll come. All right. Now that I'm done doing the quagmire now. Um, yeah. If you already aren't checking us out on YouTube, you can see our ugly faces right up close and personal as well as uh, check out the articles we're reading as we're reading them because your boy finally figured out how to do that. Um, and why don't we just close it while we're at it? Let's just close that article. We're done with it. You know what to do. Do the shit and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> what's up listeners this is the new music podcast this is the part of the show where we tell you guys how sick you are i'm gonna take a really quick shit so your feedback allows us to improve ourselves as we keep this show going so whether you love us or hate us you can call us at any time at 518-360-1134 again that's 518-360-1134 and if you're an artist or you know an artist that you want to talk about on the show just shoot us an email at the new music podcast at gmail.com and don't forget guys we also have the instagram and facebook group where we post lots of daily content just remember we're three regular jackoffs from upstate new york we don't bite that hard so feel free to shoot us a message with anything you got Bye.